I'm the guy that <laughs> is doing too many things at one time. <laughs> oh my goodness. But uh, we are uh, doing, this is our, our April Bible study uh, for ministry mentorship. And uh, we're very thankful to have uh, Sister Lori Wagner with us today. And uh, she is a licensed minister with the UPCI. She's the founder of AffirmingFaith.com. And she's also an author, uh, conference speaker, and educator. And she's worked uh, very diligently with the National Day of Prayer in Michigan and uh, has been very uh, involved in the, in the prayer focus in the Michigan district. And so uh, we're very thankful to have her with us. And, and um, a few months ago, I had contacted her uh, and asked her to be a part of this. And, and she had mentioned to me that uh, we're coming up on the National Day of Prayer. And I know this is one of her burdens and passions, and, and uh, we want to uh, just uh, let her share with us uh, whatever she has on her heart. Uh, we do have a, a lesson handout that you can uh, get a hold of that's on our website, uh, ministrymentorship.com, and you can uh, download that, uh, the handout right above the video link on our website. And so we just want to uh, turn it over to you, Sister Wagner. And uh, just talk to us a little bit about this topic. I'm really excited about it tonight. I'm excited too, Brother Tapia, and um, thank you for asking me to participate. I think we got to give the folks a little bit of insight on what's going on here. Uh, the devil doesn't like it when we talk about prayer, does he? <laughs> Everything's breaking loose at my house and yours and all over. There's supposed to be four people online right now, and we got two, and my mama's been in the hospital, and your baby's been in the hospital today, and there's just been a lot of opposition to this message. And so, right. I don't know, my pastor's wife, she says, with, you're walking. And you come face to face with the devil, you're going the right direction. So I don't know if we've Amen. come face to face with the devil, but we've definitely had some opposition to what's happening here today. And uh, but what's the most uh, powerful thing that we can do as a Christian, except pray? And I know that it's also sometimes one of the hardest things to do because it's something that we do in private, and uh, it's just kind of our time. With God, I mean, there's community prayer and all that, but I did want to uh, mention, you know, we did uh, put together an outline. It is available. You can download the form. We've got some little fill-in-the-blanks that we're going to go through today, um, and uh, there's so many things that come to mind on the subject of prayer. Uh, when we first started talking about it, I came up with this title that I sent them a week or two ago that says, uh, Creative Cultivating climate preparing and conflict conquering prayer and that's exciting stuff because sometimes we think about prayer and it isn't always exciting but prayer is creative and prayer is cultivating and prayer does prepare the climate and and uh, and it can uh, defeat the the conflicts in our lives and that's why it's so very important and first of all I always feel very inadequate to speak on the subject of prayer. I was involved with the National Day of Prayer for over a decade here in Michigan. I served as a state coordinator for the last two years and I did uh, resign and this is going to be my first year to just get to go and I'm so excited. Uh, and I did want to uh, mention that if you're looking for a place, uh, a Christian event in your area, 
and they have breakfast, events at capitals, businesses, churches, open prayer rooms, organized things, uh, so many different things all over, thousands of events all over. Go to the National Day of Prayer um, website, it's ndptf.org. Put in your zip code, they will find, tell you what's closest to you. And um, I just encourage you to do that. But the backstory here, and the reason, uh, one of the reasons I feel so inadequate on the subject of prayer is, it's not something that I was raised doing. I was raised in a in a church where prayer was memorized and it was responsive to, you know, somebody says something and you respond with a memorized response or you read something collectively all together. And so praying out loud was something that was kind of scary to me. And, and, I, and when I started going to a spirit-filled church, and those ladies, they know how to pray. And I didn't pray like them, and that was scared, you know. I, didn't, I was afraid to go to ladies' prayer because I didn't want them to know I didn't know how to pray like them. But, you know, this is kind of the first lesson in the big lesson, and it's not really on prayer, but it's on this. It's that if uh, God asks you to do something, that you feel very unqualified to do. <laughs> when we obey, he'll bless it. And he'll get the glory for it. And it also keeps you really humble because you know that you did not do that. <laughs> that was God. He did that. So, <laughs> um, But prayer, uh, if you have your hand out, we're going to start looking at that. But prayer is a huge subject, and there's no way to cover it in the few minutes that we have together. But prayer is our connection to God, and that's the first blank on our page. And connection to God, I mean, well, that's our connection to God and everything that that means in the supernatural and in the natural. And it's our connection to his protection, his provision. But most importantly, prayer is the pathway to develop our personal, intimate relationship. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Prayer, it engages us and it empowers us to fulfill God's purpose on earth. And it links us, heaven and earth, together. And it helps us to know how to be pleasing to God. And I want to be pleasing to God. I, I hope that everybody listening here has that as their heart motive to be pleasing to God. I was reading a book. It's a classic. I recommend it. My pastor actually recommends it as well. It's by Richard Foster, and it's called The Celebration of Discipline. And one of his chapters in this book is on prayer. And he said, to pray is to change. And that's one of your fill-in-the-blanks on, uh, on your paper. To pray is to change. Well, think about that. Well, I mean, if we're praying for something, we usually have something we're asking God to change for us. But the truth is, is that if we're not willing to change and we don't need change, we're probably not going to invest too much in developing a prayer line. And change isn't always, always comfortable and welcome. But uh, prayer isn't something that we're all born knowing how to do. But we can learn how to do it, just like me. <laughs> Not that I pray, still pray as powerful as some of those ladies that was raised in church. But we can learn how to do it. And there's a process of learning. And I just want you to know that I don't believe God wants you to be frustrated by your prayer life. Because if you want it to be more than it is, that's 
the most important thing because that means you want to grow. And, and God is happy to meet you right where you are. And then it's his pleasure and it's his desire to take each of us into deeper things. So wherever we are, if we're coming to him in prayer, that's pleasing to him. And we need to be encouraged to just keep developing that. And uh, when I was thinking about prayer, I first thing I thought of was the spoken word. And of course, all prayer isn't spoken audibly, but almost always we use words when we're praying. Now, I want to look at the exception before we go to the rule. There is prayer without words in uh, Romans 8.26. The Bible uh, tells us about the groanings uh, in the spirit, that type of a prayer that is a wordless prayer, prayer without words. That's one of your blanks on your page. But in Romans 8.26, the Bible tells us that there are times, there's a time when we can be so weak and so weighed down in our bodies or in our souls that the Spirit of God itself will come and make intercession for us. God takes over and expresses those things that we can't articulate with our own words. Don't you think that's wonderful that God would come to our rescue when we're so weak that we can't even articulate the words ourselves? He comes and he meets us and he pleads on our behalf. And it's comforting to me to know that uh, our God, he knows our heart and he will help us even at our most weakest time. He'll come and teach us and help us to pray in harmony with his will when we don't even know what his will is. That's when the Spirit comes and moves on us and we can pray. Now, I'm sure most of us have had personal experiences like this. Um, people that have heard me speak may have heard me speak some about losing my first husband to cancer. And um, I'll tell you what, when the day the diagnosis came down, I left him at the hospital and I went home to our, our house and I, I knelt down beside his side of the bed and I started I tried to pray, but I didn't have a word. I didn't have any words. And some sound <laughs> that I'd never uttered before and I've never uttered since, it just came out of me. And there was that groaning in the spirit. And I know God was there and he was emptying me of the agonies. And he was, uh, he was helping me. And he can do that. And he, can, um, he prays for us and he renews us with his peace and presence when we don't even know what to say. But that said, I do believe personally that those groanings are usually um, like exclamation marks <laughs> and punctuation in our prayers. Usually we pray with words and now it's not always out loud words and it's not always English words, but it usually is words. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, Hannah was in great distress. She was childless, and she couldn't take it anymore. And she went to the house of the Lord, and the Bible says that she prayed and she wept bitterly. And I can just picture her just rocking and her mouth moving and, and, and her praying, but no words are coming forth. That's what the Bible says. And Eli, the priest, he thought she was crazy. He thought she was drunk. But the Lord tells us in chapter verse 11 of 1 Samuel 1 that she was making a vow to the Lord. God heard her prayer when no word was audible, but the words were still there. 
in 1 Corinthians 14, 15, the Apostle Paul told the church to pray, how? In the spirit and with understanding. He was talking about speaking in tongues, praying with spirit-led words, and with understanding, and that's with our, our intellect. We are supposed to engage our thoughts in prayer. We're supposed to do both, pray in the spirit and with understanding. And understanding has to do with our thoughts, our feelings, our purposes, and our desires. We're supposed to pray. Our prayers should include our thoughts, our feelings, our purposes, and our desires. And that could be a whole Bible study in itself. But the point of this little section is that we usually pray with words. And when I'm thinking about praying in words, I, I think the law of first mention, there's a, a, when we're studying the Bible, there's a principle called the law of first mention. And that means that the first time something is mentioned in Scripture, it establishes an unchangeable pattern. And so the very first time we hear somebody uh, uttering some words in the Bible is right in that first chapter of Genesis. In the first chapter, ten times God said, said things. He uttered some words. And Strong said, uh, uh, tells us that that word, the Hebrew word is a mare, and it means to say, to answer, or to say in one's heart. We don't even know if God audibly spoke those words. But to think or to command, God said, God created things with his words. And that brings us to the first type of prayer that I wanted to talk about, and that's creative prayer. God, God made you and me like him. He made us in his image. And if we want to see things happen in this world, then I think it might be smart if we would start looking to what he did and emulating that in our lives. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's what I would like to do. You know, Scripture says that one day we're going to be like him, and maybe we should start doing that right now. God used words to speak creation. And if you and I are like him, I believe that we can speak creative words too. He's given us power. He's given us authority. And if we have the mind of Christ and our motives are pure, there is no telling what our prayers could generate. God didn't stop creating with Adam and Eve. He's still the creator. You and I, we exhale the breath of God. And when that breath carries prayers that are aligned with his words and his will, that's creative prayer. And when we create, we speak life. The scripture says that we can call things that aren't as though they are. And as sons and daughters of God, we can pray with authority. That's one of the lines on your paper here. Pray with authority. We can declare things. And I'm not talking about, I declare a new Mercedes in my garage <laughs> because it is my will. But kingdom things. We can declare those kingdom things that are in alignment with God's will and God's purpose. And we can believe it. It's in his word. And because of the times this year, Brother um, Wayne Huntley said something that was, just struck me as so profound. He said, prayer is pleading the word of God before him. And say, Lord, do as thou hast said. Prayer is saying, Lord, your word said this, and I'm praying this, and Lord, do as thou hast said. 
And God is still in the creation business. He's still creating people. He's still creating clean hearts. He's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. He can create job opportunities. He can create healthy blood cells. He can create a heart of flesh out of a heart of stone. He can create desire. And when we pray like that, we can pray creative prayers like that. And I think we might just be surprised by what will happen. God can still make something new out of nothing. And he uses our words. Similar to creative prayer is the next type that I wanted to talk to you about, and that is cultivating prayer. And I'm not talking about like developing or cultivating a prayer life. I'm talking about praying, cultivating prayers. And those are prayers of preparation. Like a farmer prepares land for a crop, for promotion or increase of growth, for development and improvement. And we all want to see that, don't we? I want to see growth in me. I want to see improvement in me. I want to see development in me. I want God. I want to pray those prayers of cultivation. God, do your work in me. And when I think of cultivation, I think about a field. And I've spoken on this many times, but it's something that I just can't get away from, especially on the subject of prayer. It's Second uh, Chronicles 7.14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my faith, and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. That's 2 Chronicles 7.14. And it's such an important passage on prayer. And it's written not to the sinner. It's written to the people that are called by his name. If they will humble themselves and pray and seek his face, he's going to heal their land. See, we're talking about the field. And being involved with the National Day of Prayer, this has been a really key verse. Well, one day I was praying at the altar, because uh, that's what we do, right? After the altar, after church, we go to the altar. That's what we're supposed to do. And we're like, Lord, activate that message in my life. I agree with that word. And, and we just go to the altar and pray, because that's the right thing to do. Well, one day I was at the altar praying, and the Lord just kind of hijacked me. I don't know if this has ever happened to you or not, but we were—I was praying, and I just felt impressed so strongly with the words, "You're the land." You're the land, and I'm like, this was totally out of the blue. It didn't have anything to do with the message that was going on, and I, uh, the Lord was like, "What did I make Adam out of?" And I was like, "Dirt." He made him out of dirt. You know that verse, Second Chronicles seven fourteen. You're the land. I want to heal this field, this land. If this land will be whole, oh, what a difference we can make in the world around us. But we need the Lord to work in this land, and that's the point I want to share with you. That when we pray, cultivating prayers, those are prayers that's working on the soil of who we are. There's things in here that need to be plowed up and picked out and fertilized and seeded and watered and we need sunshine and even wind. Prayer will cultivate the soil that's you and the soil that's me so God can grow something beautiful in our lives. And you know what's beautiful about it? Your life will become a blessing. Yeah. A blessing to others. Because a fruitful plant, does a tree eat its own fruit? No. The fruit 
is for others. When you cultivate your land and you become a fruitful plant, a fruitful vine, a fruitful tree, you will bless the world around you. You will nourish the others around you. And that's why it's important to have cultivating prayer as a part of your everyday life. Next thing is climate preparing prayer. And when we cultivate, we're dealing with the ground, but the next type of prayer deals with atmosphere, the climate. And there is a spiritual climate. I know mm -hmm. that most of you, you've gone into a room before and you've felt electric energy. You've felt atmosphere charged with electricity and anticipation. And then you've gone into other rooms. It could be the exact same room, same lighting conditions, and you've felt darkness or a heaviness or blockage if you're in spiritual matters and and that's the climate and our prayers can directly impact the atmosphere the climate what's floating around in my car what's floating around in my house that climate and atmosphere in our church and our communities when I start getting out of source the best thing I can do is start lifting up words of praise now, think about this. The scripture says that we entertain angels unaware. Now, there's two kind of angels, aren't there? There's the fallen angels, and there's the angels that are loyal to God. And by our words and by our conduct, we entertain angels. The angel of the Lord encamps around those that fear him. Oh, do the fallen angels camp around those who don't? Do my words maybe invite spiritual uh, you know activity that it isn't uh, conducive to the holy things of God I want my prayers and I want my words to welcome the presence of God and our prayers are are what connect heaven and earth I was thinking I was like this is where dirt and divinity meet wouldn't that make a great devotional <laughs> where dirt and divinity meet <laughs> but our prayers create an environment to entertain the presence of the supernatural and we don't clock in and clock out for prayer uh, I know that uh, that it's great I love to have that time that's just me and Jesus every morning uh, but you don't clock in and clock out of prayer you got to be ready all the time it's like you know in the White House they say there's a, a red phone there's really no red phone uh, but they have a hotline you know, and I need to have a hotline where the connection never gets dropped, where you never get out of range, where your battery never loses its charge. And, and that can happen when we have issues in our lives. And, and that's when integrity comes to play. So uh, integrity is a vital component of our prayer lives because keeping the climate and atmosphere primed all the time is what we do when we live lives of integrity because the scripture says as much as we don't want to hear it without integrity we block God's ears to hear our prayers in Psalm 66 18 the scripture says if I regard iniquity in my heart the Lord will not hear me Proverbs 28 9 says he that turneth his ears from hearing the law even his prayer shall be an abomination that's strong word. If you turn away from listening to the law of God, God says your prayers are stinky. <laughs> you don't even want to hear them, you know? So these are some things that we just, there are things that we just can't 
keep in our lives. They can directly affect our relationship with God. I, I when I talk about land, I use the scripture numbers thirty three. 55, because if you're land, just think about this. If you will not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall come to pass that those which ye let remain of them shall be pricks in your eyes and thorns in your side. If there are inhabitants in this land that you let stay there and you don't drive them out, they will become pricks in your eyes and thorns in your side, and they will vex the land. And there's stuff that comes in this natural land, and we've got to deal with it. And that takes us to our conflict-conquering prayer. There's two types of conflict. They come from two sources. There's your internal and there's your external. So sticking with our land analogy, have you ever thought about this? You know, when Isaiah and John the Baptist, they were saying, you know, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight the paths and, and bring the mountains low and fill in the low places and make the crooked places straight. Were they talking about the mountains and the roads in Jerusalem? No. They're talking about this land. Right. In here, there's some mountains, some high places that need to get knocked down, and there's some low places that need to get filled up. We're experiencing some tef technical difficulties here. Um, I think we lost Sister Wagner for a minute. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to get her back on here in just a second. If you have a question or a comment uh, that you'd like to share with us, um, we'd love to hear from you. You can text your comment or your question, uh, even a prayer request. Uh, okay, looks like I got a call from Sister Wagner here that says we lost power. Uh, so <laughs> this has been quite a day, folks. We've got some... Uh, Pretty serious stuff going on here, weather and and uh, all kinds of stuff. So please bear with us, and uh, we'll try to get her back as soon as possible. I'm sure she's uh, booting everything up. But uh, anyway, um, if you do have a question or a comment, uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, three uh, seven two zero nine two four. 2531. And I'd really like to hear from, uh, from some of our listeners on what, how, how you use this, maybe the conflict conquering prayer or um, cultivating prayer. Give us some examples of how uh, you are using this in your life, in your ministry, uh, specifically uh, dealing with young ministers. How, how are you using this uh, in your own prayer life. So we'd love to hear from you. Uh, again, you can send a text, a comment, question, prayer request uh, to 720-924-2531, and uh, we, we'd love to hear from you. So we're going to take um, just a minute or two here and uh, give Sister Wagner a time, a little bit of time to get back on the line. So please bear with us. And uh, we will do our best to get back as soon as she comes back on. So if you have a question or a comment, now would be the time. 
to uh, to send that in, and uh, we we look forward to hearing from you. Question or a comment? Now would be the time to uh, okay. to say. And uh, we Angela, hear from you. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Angela? It's going very well. Good. I'm sorry, everyone's having a difficult time. Well, this has been this has been a crazy, uh, crazy time. So here we are. Praise God. Uh, I'm just looking through some of the text, and um, so those of you that are uh, wanting to send a text, feel free to do that. Uh, we'll go ahead and take those at this time. I don't know, Angela, did you see that uh, Sister Wagner has lost power? She said there's a storm that came through. <laughs> so yes. I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> this is crazy. But anyway, well, I'll tell you what. Um, she says, can you reconnect me? Okay, we're going to try to get Sister Wagner back. Uh, please bear with us just a minute, and we're going to get try to get her back here. Okay. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> this message, the devil hates this message. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> there is no power here except the dunamis power of the Holy Ghost, which is what I was going to talk about next. <laughs> My. <laughs> Let's see if I can find some light. Here's a computer screen. Here we go. Hi. That's awesome. Sister Wayne. Okay, wh what did this I miss? Is great. <laughs> you you didn't miss anything. We're just we just uh, we got Angela here, and uh, somehow got her into the into awesome. the system, and and uh, now we've got you back. So take it away. <laughs> well, I was going to finish up um, with talking about um, you know the uh, conflict conquering prayer, and I can't actually get to my computer notes I was looking at before, but I can look at my my handout here. <laughs> and this is the deal. Uh, God has given us the power to defeat the enemy. 
And there is a real enemy, and I'm a peace lover. I'll tell you what, when my kids used to ask me, Mom, what do you want for your birthday or Christmas when they were little and didn't have any money, I would say, just one day of peace, love, and kindness. Just if everybody would get along for one day, that's all I want. That's all. That would be my greatest present. So I love peace. I hate conflict. I would do anything if I could avoid it, but we can't. We're in a war. And when our prayer, it puts the church in the position to engage the enemy, and he doesn't want that. Because guess what? We have the power to break bondages, to set captives free, to loose the oppressed, and to confound the enemy and bind demons. We have the power to do that when we pray. And when we pray, our prayers, when we're talking about that negative environment, when we shoot positives up, when the devil's shooting his negatives out, we're canceling out the prayers of the enemy. Every math teacher, every science teacher, they know a positive cancels out a negative, and so does the devil. So we need to keep sending up some positives because it's going to make a difference. And the last point that I wanted to make is that our prayer should be dynamic. Our prayers should have some energy and some passion to them. Because why? Because that same word dynamic, it's the same word from dynamite, and it's the same word dunamis power that in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says, ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And the devil doesn't want us to use the power, but that is the same power. I got to tell you this. This is such good stuff. This is the same thing that Jesus called kingdom power and the power of God. It's the same word. This is what we got inside us. It's the power to do wonderful works. It's the power to do mighty works. It's the power to perform miracles and to command unclean spirits. It's the same power that overshadowed Mary and fathered the Son of God. That's what's living inside you. It's the power that was the virtue that flowed out of Jesus when the woman touched his garment. It's the power to heal. And it's the same power that Jesus is going to come back with when he comes riding in the clouds. And that's the power that's in you and me. And that power is supposed to be flowing. And that's actually what the word dunamis means it means flow the power it's not just explosive it's not just energy it's flow and that's what prayer is that's what real prayer is when you and I engage with the Holy Ghost and we get in the flow of what he wants to do and we start joining our words with his words and we start speaking creative prayers, when we have cultivated an atmosphere and when we have cultivated righteousness in our lives and we've created an atmosphere, an environment, we can move into this conflict conquering prayer and we can operate with authority and boldness and we can see things happen. And that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> Except I have more, but that's okay. I think I've taken enough. <laughs> you can take over now. <laughs> Sister Wagner, go ahead. Go ahead. Why don't you just finish, finish, finish your thought, and uh, and then maybe we'll we'll take a minute and, and have you just uh, pray over us. Okay. Well, I have a couple of some supplemental scriptures. They're actually on your handout. Uh, but the blood of Jesus defeated Satan through the death and resurrection. 
Jesus Christ disarmed the principalities and powers. He even made a public display, a spectacle out of them. It's in Colossians 2.15. In Luke chapter 10.19, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. In Daniel 11.32, The people who know God shall be strong and do exploits. I want to do exploits. I want to do awesome and mighty and wonderful kingdom things. It's not Lori stuff. It's kingdom stuff. And how will we do them if we know God? And how will we know God if we don't pray? If we're not in his word. Second Chronicles 16.9 For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole world world to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. God's just waiting to show up and show off if we are loyal to him. So my final thoughts on the matter, um, meditation, uh, for me personally, meditation is a big part of my prayer. Um, I have to uh, think, stop. The meditation, scriptural meditation, isn't some mantra where you're going, oh, mom, mom. It's not, it's not, it's about studying and it's about imagining. It's, even if you look it up in the Strong's, it talks about murmuring God's word back to yourself. That's what meditation is about. And if you're feeling blah in your spiritual life, if you need some enthusiasm, prayer energizes. The word enthusiasm comes from a combination of in, which means to put into or on, and theos, which means God. So if you want some enthusiasm, you got to put on some God, and then you will get some real enthusiasm, because real enthusiasm comes from being in touch with God. The word inspiration comes when you combine in and spirit. If you need some inspiration in your life, get in the spirit. And God is sovereign, um, Finally, you know, I did have that experience. I've had lots of experiences when life didn't turn out the way I had hoped for and expected, but God is sovereign, and he's nobody's puppet. If you could control God, then you're greater than God. And I don't know about you, but I need a God who's bigger than me, and I think you do too. I can't just pray and try to manipulate God because I want things to happen a certain way, but God is God. And he's a big God, and he sees the big picture, and he knows what's best. And the very last thing is that although we can't always force things to happen the way that we want them to, even if our prayers are with the right intention, being in God's presence changes us. If we're praying sincerely, even if our prayer request doesn't turn out the way we hoped for, just being in his presence and seeking his will and seeking his face. He's faithful. We will never go away the same. He's a good God and he's worthy. And there's no better life than loving and serving Jesus. Thank you. Amen. 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 Sister Wagner, thank you so much for that message. And, and, I don't know if I'd necessarily call this a Bible study. I think we had church tonight. <laughs> <laughs> mm, oh, some kind of something. <laughs> what a goodness. day. What a day. <laughs> what a day. What a day. Well, I wonder, I wonder uh, if you could just take a minute and uh, just, just pray over us right now. Pray, pray for that 
that person that right now you've been talking about prayer, about the different types of prayer, and maybe they're saying in their heart, you know, I really need to be praying more, and I really need to, to get back to, to where I need to be with the Lord. Why don't just pray over that person right now? I will. I just want to say one thing. I don't know the exact quote or who said it, but I read something recently. You know, prayer sometimes it can start out as an obligation. Yeah. And then, but once you start to develop a, a habit of it, it becomes something that you enjoy and look forward to. But it ultimately will become the most satisfying and delightful part of your life if you'll give yourself to it. Because we were created to fellowship with God. That's why we were made. So, Lord, I just come to you right now on behalf of every person that's watching now or even will be watching in the future, Lord. I pray that your divine spirit that just goes beyond time and, and geographic location, God, that you move right now in the heart of every person that's listening, that by your sweet spirit, you draw them into a deeper relationship with you. I pray against any condemnation for somebody that hasn't clocked in and clocked out a certain prescribed amount of prayer minutes. And I just pray that you would deliver them from any wrong mindset, God, and that you would let them know that you're pleased when they come to you and turn to you. And I pray, God, for every person that once we get up out of the prayer chair or off our knees or off our prayer walk, that we would realize that every moment is spent in your presence. Lord, I just ask your blessing. I ask God that you would lead us and guide us. I pray that that dynamic power would flow in us and through us, that we would be aware of the authority and the power that you've given us, that we would walk in alignment and agreement with your divine purpose for our lives individually and collectively as your bride. And I pray your blessing upon Brother Tapia and Ministry of Mentors and all that they're doing to strengthen and build up the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, thank you so much, Sister Wagner. And, and for those of you that haven't been able to make uh, this whole session, it's been a whirlwind, a roller coaster. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh, what, what happened out there, Sister Wagner? A storm came. I heard the lightning strike, and uh, we just we lost power. It's out. Wow. So I'm talking to you via the wireless on my phone. Wow. So. Oh, wow. Well, I, I, I really appreciate you you doing this and and uh, just sticking with it and, and this is this has been great uh, for those of you that are just joining us we we do have uh, sister Lori Wagner with us today and uh, she uh, has a ministry that she started called affirmingfaith.com and that's her website you can go over there uh, she has several books uh, she's an author and she's got some just tremendous apostolic resources and I think it'd be beneficial for anybody that uh, that wants to know more about uh, uh, some of the resources that she has available, please go there. Uh, it's called AffirmingFaith.com. And uh, we also have joining us uh, Angela Harwood, also from Michigan. And uh, Angela is a licensed minister with the UPCI. Uh, she's a student pastor in Pawpaw, Michigan, a conference preacher as well, along with Sister Wagner. And uh, she's... Uh, on Facebook, Angela.Harwood.167, and you can check that out. Angela, thank you for, for joining us as well tonight. You are welcome. It was wonderful to join in. <laughs> now, real quick, uh, if, if somebody has a, 
I want to just take at, at the close of this session, which we're getting ready to close here in a few minutes, but if you have a prayer request uh, that you'd like us to pray for here at Ministry Mentorship on this on this Bible study tonight, I want you to send that in to us, send a text message. Uh, we, we want to join with you in prayer. I know there's many needs, uh, especially young ministers seeking God and God's will and and what, what he wants us to do. But if there's something specific you want to send in, you don't have to mention names and situation, but we want to pray with you about that. Uh, we do have a, a question from one of our listeners tonight that says, um, in regards of, to praying for healing, does it mean that someone's prayer doesn't reach above when their prayer didn't or doesn't get answered? Uh, for example, like years and years of praying for healing. And why does that happen? Sister Wagner, you want to? talk on that for a little bit? Well, that is a really tough question. I kind of touched on it a bit um, when I talked about my husband passing and that God is sovereign. And mm -hmm. one of the greatest lessons I learned during that time is that God does not always do what we ask him to do or expect him to do or hope to do. or And we don't always get what we thought we were signing up for, but God is still good and life still can be good even when things don't go the way we hoped. But as far as those issues that don't get healed, I don't want to rain on anybody's parade, but the truth is if there wasn't sickness in the world, everybody since Noah would still be here. There is sickness in the world. There is death. And I'm so sorry for people that suffer with chronic sickness. I wish I could take it away. My pastor's wife does. And sometimes the Lord asks us to walk with an infirmity. And I don't always know why. We have a gentleman in my church who has been in a wheelchair all his life with cerebral palsy. I don't know why God asked him to do that. But I know that God is with him. And I know that God can help you through every situation. And, and for some reason and somehow, if God can get more glory, um, I, I don't have, there's no easy answer. I wish I could make everything better. But I know that one day it will all be better. And it will all be worth it. Amen. Amen. And you know, it makes me think of that scripture um, about how uh, the Bible says the trumpet of the Lord is going to sound and uh, the dead in Christ are going to rise uh, to meet him in the air. And then it talks about comforting each other with those words that, uh, that God is going to answer that prayer. There is going to be a day. Uh, when he is going to answer the, everyone's prayer of healing that, that is walking in faith and, and living for the Lord and salvation, is that there's going to come a day. And so I, do I think that um, God doesn't hear our prayers? No, I think God does hear our prayers. But I think uh, in his perfect timing and his perfect answer. Uh, you mentioned earlier God is sovereign and, and he's a big God. And uh, I guess that's why he, he said, I'll be with you. <laughs> I have spirit? to tell you, that's the same scripture that's on my husband's tombstone. Wow. <laughs> the one you just quoted. <laughs> yeah. And wow. sometimes I will say, though, we do need to ask the Lord, you know, is there something in my life that you're trying to show me through this? In every situation, we need to do that. But sickness isn't always a result of a sin issue in our lives, or babies wouldn't be born with sickness. That's good. Angela, any thoughts? No, just uh, just to always trust God no matter what, that we are not the healer. So his word says that he is a healer, 
So we have to stand true to that and just believe with all of our heart. But he's sovereign, as Sister Wagner said. And if he chooses not to do it, we just have to trust that he has a greater plan in store and, and just trust his purpose in it all. Absolutely. Amen. Well, it's 9 o'clock in my time. I know it's getting late for you guys, and um, we're going to close it out this time. But I do. Um, I, I would like to mention... Uh, we want to remember, and I've asked Angela to close us out in prayer. Uh, we want to remember Sister Wagner's mother uh, was was in need of prayer today, uh, taken sick. Is that to, was she taken to the hospital, Sister Wagner? Is that what you mentioned? She's in emergency. She has uh, arterial fibrillation, whatever you say, where her heart's out of rhythm. She's got um, a fever, and she also is very complicated because she has asthma and high blood pressure. So it's been serious. Um, she's going to be admitted and do some treatment, but they do say that it is treatable, so that's good. Amen. Well, we're gonna we're gonna pray for her tonight, and also I uh, would ask you to pray for my daughter. She's been uh, has had some some a uh, little bit of sickness, and so we wanna we had to get we got her checked out today, and and uh, feel like it's gonna work out. So we're thankful for that. But would ask you to pray for her, and Angela. Any any prayer requests, and then uh, lead us in prayer. None for me, but. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you are, Lord. Your word says that you were wounded for our transgressions and that you were bruised for our iniquities, O oh God, and by your stripes we're healed. Lord, and we just depend on you tonight, O oh God, that you would touch Brother Tapia's daughter, Lord, that you would touch her body. Lord, that before we were even born, you created our bodies, our hair color. Lord, everything, Lord Jesus, involved, Lord, in creating us, and Lord, you know how to heal us. And I pray that you would touch that little girl's body right now and that you would bring healing to her, that you would strengthen Sister Lori Wagner's mom tonight, oh God, that you would just give her peace yeah. that passes all understanding, that you would unite this family, oh God, and that she would know that your hand is upon her right now, that she would feel strengthened. Lord, we might not understand things that are going on and in our lives, but Lord, that we would just continue to trust you, that you are all powerful and that you can do all things, but Lord, that we would humbly bow before you. And once again, Lord, we would say, not my will, Lord, but thy will be done. Whatever it is, your purpose, O oh Lord, that we might not understand it here on earth, but we will understand it here in heaven one day. Lord, just as Hannah prayed before you, Lord, that she desired a son, but you desired a great prophet and a great man of God to rule your nation, O oh God. And we might not understand certain things that happen in our life, but Lord, when we get on our knees, Lord, that you can birth kingdoms, you can bring people into the church, you can bring healing, Lord, into our family. Lord, if we would only pray and seek your face, and Lord, I pray that a spirit of prayer would come upon us, O oh yes. Lord, that we would not be satisfied in our daily life, O oh God, without touching your throne room without bowing before you O God before a holy God the King of Kings and Lord we worship you tonight in Jesus name we ask and pray amen 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 thank you Angela thank you sister Wagner my pleasure uh, we just really appreciate you all being with us tonight <laughs> thank you God bless take care Bye. <laughs>